Welcome to Victorious Living. So in order for miracles and healing to happen for us, we must do our part and fully expect God to do His. God told Moses to stretch forth his rod. And if, if Moses said, God, I don't want to do that. You just do it, God. I don't want to do that. Well, what's the point in doing that, God? Why should I stretch a rod over the water? I don't want to do it. You do it. But see, that's not the way it works, people. God would do his part in league with us doing our part. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us, there is healing in your words. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now here's Pastor Cowan as he shares, there's healing in your words. We see the word of God in action when we follow Jesus in the pages of the gospel. He came to what? Jesus came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. Okay, Matthew chapter nine, verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So we see he is not only the savior, he is the healer. Savior is the healer. He's the healer. He was the word in action. He's the living word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was, was God. And the word was manifested to us in the man, Jesus Christ. He's the living word. Amen. And so that being so, we need to pay attention to what he said. Amen. What he said. He was the word in action, Jesus. He was doing what God had sent him to do. On the cross, he secured God's word of healing forever. It's signed, it's sealed in his blood. The covenant is signed and sealed in the blood of Jesus. He was the word in action. He was doing what God had sent his word to do. On the cross, he secured God's word of healing for his people forever. He then left us instruction in how to receive what he did. So in order for miracles and healing to happen for us, we must do our part and fully expect God to do his. So religion gets in the picture and it, it reduces it down. Well, if it be your will, and you hear a lot of people, like sometimes you hear preachers or, or whomever that will pray and at the end of the prayer, that they prayed, they say, if it be your will, which indicates they don't know. They don't know whether it's the will of God. So they tag it, if it be your will. So they're praying, but they don't know what's gonna happen. When you pray, 
believe you receive and you shall have it. Isn't that what the Bible says? So they, they, they don't really know. So, so I guess to maybe to soothe or what, I don't, I don't really know, but what they do if they, when they say they, they, they can pray a good prayer, but they tag it. If it be your will. F.F. F. Bosworth, the, the author of the, of the uh, what, what's that book he wrote? Christ the Healer. He said, instead of coming up and asking someone to pray for your healing, find out everything you can about it so you can release your faith when you get up there. And so where do we find out about healing? We find out about it in the word. But folks, I'm just being honest with you. Now I'm talking about, I'm talking to myself as well. We have to be careful that, that the television hadn't taken the place of the Bible. Now I'm not here saying it's sin to watch television. I'm not saying that. I'm just simply saying if you watch television, you're going to probably hear something that is anti-God, anti-the Word of God. So if you're not where you need to be in your thinking, your thinking from the Word can slip away. You know, and that's what, that's what we read here a moment ago, that we don't let the thing take earnest heed, that we, that we don't let the things which we have heard. Don't let what you hear uh, from the teaching of God's word, don't let it slip away from you. And so we could get into a lot of, lot of lot right there, but we won't when we don't have time. So in order for miracles and healing to happen for us, we must do our part and fully expect God to do his. God told Moses to stretch forth his rod and if, if Moses said, God, I don't want to do that. You just do it, God. I don't want to do that. Well, what's the point in doing that, God? Why should I stretch a rod over the water? I don't want to do it. You do it. But see, that's not the way it works, people. God will do his part in league with us doing our part. So he told Moses, he, what did he say? He, he, he said, stretch it. What's he doing? Moses is doing something that God is not going to do for him. He's doing something that God is not going to do for him. Now, we could get into miracles, but that's not what we're talking about today. But, but God is telling Moses, you do something that I'm not going to do for you so I can see your faith in what you do. And so what did he say, Moses? Stretch out your rod. And when Moses stretched out his rod, God took it up there. Think about it. God, as soon as Moses did what God told him to do, God injected his power into the situation. And what began to happen? The Holy Ghost began to blow. It blew all night. It blew. Isn't that right? It blew all night. It blew and it blew and it blew and it blew until it heaped the waters up like a wall. And the, and the space between the two of them was so great that the children of Israel, I don't know how many it was, two, three million, whatever it was, 
they walked through on dry ground. What would have happened if Moses had not stretched his rod? <laughs> no, he would have went washing down the stream. So we see then that, that what God has told us to do leads or connects itself to what we receive. Amen. Did you get that? Amen. What God has told us to do connects with us doing what he told us to do. Moses, I'm going to deliver you. You know what he told? He said, Moses, on the backside of the desert, he said, Moses, you get down there, wherever down was, and you go down there into Egypt, and you go down there and deliver my people. He didn't say, go down there and see if you can deliver them. Well, Moses, go down there and try to deliver them. He didn't do it. What did he say? Moses, you go down there and deliver my people. When they came to an obstacle, when they, when they made their exit from Egypt, when they got down to the Red Sea, God told Moses to do something else. Notice the obedience that Moses is doing. He's obeying God each step that God tells him to do. Sometimes God don't give you the whole picture. He'll give you a step at a time. If you're not faithful in the little step, you ain't gonna get to the bigger step. And Moses went down there and did what God told him to do. They got to the Red Sea and then he told Moses something else. He said, Moses, stretch forth your rod. And then we know what happened when Moses did that. When we do what God says for us to do, and as long as he tells us to do it for, then we have the promise that God will do what you can't do in that situation. He told Joshua to march around Jericho. Lord, I'm tired. Lord, the mercy I've been fooling with these people for so long. I'm just tired, Lord. I don't want to march around Jericho. He didn't say that. So he told Moses to march around Jericho and God did what Joshua couldn't do. What did God do? He tore the walls down. The Bible says they fell straight down. They didn't just crumble down. They fell straight down. When Joshua did what God told him to do, what has God told us to do? Don't let the word slip. Take heed to the things which you've heard lest at any time you let them slip. The walls ain't gonna fall when you're slipping. Amen. The walls are not gonna fall when we're, when we're slipping, hoping. And so when Joshua did what God told him to do, there was a powerful, powerful move of God's spirit that moved on the walls of Jericho. God will move on us in that same powerful way and cause the walls that are preventing us to fall down immediately, or flat, or flat, fall down flat. Remember what, what Elisha did? Well, he did that. Elisha threw the ax handle in the water. 
You remember when the axe flew off the handle? Went in the water? See, God's telling them to do something. We're working together. That's what God's saying. We're working together, but we want God to do all the work. I say, we people, they're people that do, do feel that way. They want God to do all the way. Well, if it was the will of God, you know, he had already done it. That's not so. That's just not so. And so Elisha threw the ax handle in the water and God made the ax head swim. Did I say that right? He made the ax head swim. God does not do what he's told us to do. God does what we can't do. God has empowered me to do certain things, but when I do certain things and use my power to do it, there's another power that wants to league with my power and miracles happen. There are great things that begin to happen. But I'm waiting. I'm waiting for God to do it. Amen. When Peter was in jail, the angel came into his cell and touched him and told him what to do. What did the angel tell him to do? Get up. Put on your sandals. And what? And follow me. See, can you get the connection here? He told it's our hope that today's message, There's Healing in Your Words, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, request Offer 25. Today's special offer is 25. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.